0: Have your Bibles this morning. Uh, turn to Psalms 51. Psalms 51. I would like to read the whole chapters, only 19 verses, but I'm just going to read two verses out of Psalms 51. But keep your Bible open, because what I'm going to do, I'm going to go back and 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 visit some of the other verses and talk about these uh, at Psalms 51. In Psalms 51, verse number 10, uh, David said, Create me in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. In verse 17, he says, The sacrifice of God are a broken heart, uh, spirit and a broken and a contrite heart, O God, thou wilt not despise. Let us pray. Father, we come before you, thanking you for what you do. And what you're about to do, Lord, we ask, and Lord, in this world today, Lord, we ask you you to uh, cleanse our hearts, Lord, help us, Lord, I I pray that this world will get a hold of you, and Lord, I know that you're able to move this virus out, and Lord, just bring us back together for the fellowship, Father, and we'll praise you and glorify your name. In Jesus' name we do pray, amen. David in Psalms 51 is telling God uh, uh, he wants the right kind of heart. Uh, So let us have a heart to heart. He said, God, we need to have a heart to heart and we need to have a heart to heart with God. And anytime you want to get really serious with someone, you will say something like this. We need to have a heart to heart. Now, I've heard it several ways, but I love this way. uh, We need to come to a Jesus meeting. Amen. I've heard it that way. But this morning, we're going to have a heart-to-heart with God. And what, I want, and what that means is I'm going to expose my heart, uh, the workings of my heart, uh, the being of my heart. Uh, I want you to get down into who I am. I want my heart to reach out and touch your heart. And let us come together with our hearts that's David says in his text. He's trying to get a hold of God's heart. And from his heart, he's trying to get his heart connected to God. Psalms 51 is probably one of the, the most honest, heartbreaking, heart-pleading uh, Psalms or ends in the whole scriptures. That any man can offer up uh, his heart as David is uh, David is laying his heart totally honest with God and before God. He's letting him see down in the dark places of his heart. He's letting him see to the very core of his heart. David is having a heart-to-heart with God. I want you to notice some things in here before I get into the message. You see David's predicament. David's in a tough place in his life in this thumb. If if you read in the very beginning of the chapter, uh, I don't know if your Bible has it like mine, but it gives you a heading at the top of the uh, scriptures, at the top of that chapter, letting you know what's going on. And and mine says uh, to the chief musician, A psalm of David when Nathan the prophet came unto him after he had gone into Bathsheba. This is a psalm that was written right after David uh, had gotten the word from the preacher that he was on the wrong side of God. He was on the wrong side of the Lord because of his sin. The entire chapter is written from a man who realized that he is uh, messed up. He's realized that he has hurt the nation. He realized he has hurt his family. And he's also realized that he has hurt God. We find David in a tough place, a tough spot in this chapter. That's why he starts out the chapter here. Have mercy on me, O God. He realizes he's messed up. He realizes where he's been. He says, God, I've been wrong and I I, I need to get right. Have mercy on me. David, David has laid with Bathsheba. Had a child out of wedlock with Bathsheba. He murders her husband. And tries to cover it up. And tries to hide it. Then the prophet comes walking in. Looks at David's face and gives him this long story how a man had come and stolen another man's one and only sheep and killed it and ate it and uh, and, and uh, David looks at him and says uh, uh, that man ought to pay four times fold four, fourfold four back he says and that man is worthy of death and about that time the old preacher takes his finger and points to that David's face and said David thou art the man. This chapter is written right after the preacher had exposed what David had did. What he had, what we do not read anywhere in this chapter, where David is uh, crossing his arms and saying, "I'm not going back down to Nathan's church." He's not crossing his arms. And says, "Hey, that preacher's preaching too hard." He's not saying, "Hey, I'm not going back to that." church because the old preacher man pointed his finger in my face I'm not going to you don't read that about David and you let me just say this that's not the right response when God gets a hold of you when God points your sin out it's not the preacher's fault it's not the church's fault it is your fault and the correct response is have mercy on me O God amen That's the correct response. But we live in a world today where everybody has their own mentality of what's right and what's wrong. So we see David's predicament, then we see David's personality. We have heard over and over, David was a man after God's own heart. Do you know why David was a man after God's own heart because of chapters like this because of what David has opened and David has opened his life up, David has loafed his heart up, you do not read about anything about Saul who was the first king uh, had drifted away from God and God has pulled his spirit from him uh, and he's living in a wicked way and you don't hear anything about Saul coming for God and said God have mercy on me uh, and Solomon his own son living out of the will of God, you don't read anything about Solomon coming to God. God and asking God to forgive him. But David, David's personality is he's after God's own heart. And we see his personality. He's messed up, he ran to the Lord. Saying, I don't like the fact that my fellowship is not with God anymore. I don't like the fact that the fellowship is broken. I don't like the fact that I can't sing about you anymore. I don't like the fact that I don't feel your presence anymore. Something's got to be done. I've got to get my heart right with you, God. And that's what David's doing in Psalms 51. Now let me just say this. I, I love every one of y'all. I will do anything I possibly can for you. But let me just say this. You're not going to come between me and my fellowship with God. When it comes to God and you, guess who's going to win every time? God. I'm not going to sever my fellowship with God. I'm not going to sacrifice my fellowship with God for anybody. And David said, hey, I've messed up. I value the relationship and fellowship with God this morning. David gives us some pictures in this chapter. When David begins to describe his sin, he paints it as a picture of of ideas and and what it looks like spiritually. And he gives us those visual objects. He doesn't say, I've sinned and let it go. He uses thoughts, pictures that we can associate with everyday life in this chapter. And that highlights the sin and what it looks like in God's eyes. His heart condition was like in the eyes of God. He he lets us know what his his heart's like. Uh, He lets us know what he wants of God and what God to do with his heart. We see the dark side of David's sin. David paints a very bleak picture of sin. But I thank God that it's not left there. I thank God that it's not left in a dark place. Uh, we can read the Bible throughout and out. And we find that there is hope in every line. There's hope in every chapter. I know Hollywood is making things today that seems like there's no hope. The good guys are winning. The guy don't get the woman no more. And it's something sometimes when it, just like when it goes off, you're left like, what happened? David's not leaving us like that. David is not saying, hey, uh, there's no hope, there's no way. Uh, and you, when you mess up, it's over with, it's done with. David's not saying that. David's saying, hey, I messed up and I got to get my heart right. There is hope. So, what I want to do this morning, I want to go through some verses that I was looking at to find some things. And show you what David was doing in this verse, in these chapters, this chapter here. And then I'm gonna go right back and re preach the exact same thing I preached. First, I'm gonna give you the dark side. Then I'm gonna give you back, go back and give you the hope that's in. First of all, David pictures his heart as a diary. We all know what a diary is. Back in my day, it was called a journal. Now, we know that most women kept a diary. I've always seen shows have women kept a diary and, and, and just write those things that daily happened in their life. And I don't know about you, I never did that. I didn't want to remember the things I did, and I didn't want nobody else to know the things I did, so I didn't write it down. But because of diaries, we've had a lot of uh, history repeated in history known because of those in the older days wrote down in the diary of the things that were happening around them every day. So we see a picture of what it was like in those days. It's history brought forth by a diary because somebody took the time to write it down. We can read about it. In verse number one, David says, Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgression. And look at verse number nine. He says, Hide thy face from my sin and blot out my iniquity. The thought behind this blot out means that you're going to erase something uh, that was written down. David said, "My heart is like a diary. There's some things written in my heart uh, that I don't like cuz some things that are recorded in my heart oh, I don't want them to be there. I don't want them to, even though nobody else can see my heart. Uh, everybody knows and know what's written in my heart." He said, "But God, you know my heart and there are some things that are written in the diary of my heart that I need you to blot out. So David begins to look at his diary. And I thought this was real good. I, I, I love this one. David starts to write down in his diary. He writes down. He says, I'm looking at my diary. and The first thing David sees is his laziness. Laziness. You say, "What in the world do you mean?" David saw in his diary laziness. We know David is a king. We know what his work. But you know what? If you go to Second Samuel and you read the uh, the chapters there, David that's when David messed up with Bathsheba. You know what led him to messing up with her? You know why he got himself in that predicament? Because the Bible says in those days the kings went out to battle, but David went not. David was not where he should have been. Now, David didn't go where he should have been. David was at home, and he was being lazy about the things. You know what? David had too much time on his hands. I've heard the saying, an idle mind is a devil's workshop. You give the devil an inch and he'll beat you to death with a yardstick. Amen. David had had gotten too much time on his hand and David was being lazy about what he said. And all of a sudden David is out wandering around one night and he walks on the roof of his house and he looks down and sees this naked woman bathing herself. Now can I say this? Don't get mad at me. You can't do nothing with that first look. You can't help what the devil throws out in front of you that first time. I mean, I've seen things go, oh no. I've seen things I wish they hadn't saw. Amen. You cannot help that first look. You know what the problem begins? It's when you take that long Second look. When you stand there and start staring, you got problems. You can't help the first look, but let me just say this. That second, that third, that fourth time you look, that's on you, and that's when your problems begin. So we see that. David has in his diary laziness. Also in David's diary, we find lust. Lust. He walked upon his roof, looked down Thaw Bathsheba, and he lusted after. Her. He Failed prey. He was not where he should have been. He was not doing what he should have been doing, but he was in a place that he should not have been. David writes lust and he sees the laziness and he sees the lust in it. And then he says, I see adultery in my Bible. He is just not lusting after her. He brings her back to his house and, and, and lays with her and he shouldn't. He's committed adultery with her and it doesn't stop there. David looks at his uh, diary again, and looks in there, and he says he sees murder. He brings Uriah, her her husband, back to the house, and, and and he writes an order, and he gives the order to Uriah to take it to the the front, to the battle where David should have been at. He writes his order, and he takes that rudder, and he the, gets that order to the the captains of the army there and what he's literally doing, he's transporting, he's transporting his own death one and in the Bible in, in the, uh, the letter it said, uh, uh, put him at the front of the battle and when it gets hot, when the heat gets on, pour back from him and they did and Uriah was killed. So we see the, the laziness and we see the, uh, the uh, Lust, and we see the adultery, we see the murder. Then we see the hypocrite written in his diary. When Nathan come to him and told him about the man that has stolen the sheep and killed it and ate it, David was all against that. David said, oh, no, that ain't supposed to happen. That man's got to pay. That man is guilty. That man is even worthy of death. Don't you know when Nathan pointed his finger out and said, David, thou art the man? It's a different thing when you see somebody else. They'll think somebody else is doing something. But when it's pointed back at you, it's on on them. David said, hey, I, I don't know about that. He says, I, I don't know that, but let me tell you the fact that we should not be pointing our fingers at any of brothers and sisters and just say, God, it is me. Listen, church, if we are too busy watching everything that everybody else does, we're going to get ourselves in a problem. We're going to get ourselves in a situation that we'll fall just like David. We'll get too much time on our hands because we're worried about what everybody else is doing except self. I'm the one, I, I have a lot of problems with self. I, I've got to take care of self because if I don't take care of self, self will take care of me. David was told, You are the man, David. You're guilty of what you're saying. And so you're saying David is saying that man ought to die. And then Nathan said, David, if thou the man, certainly thou should die. So David sees his heart as a diary and things that are written in his heart that he do not want to be there no more. And let me ask this question of you this morning. Are there some things written in your heart that you don't want there? That you don't want nobody to see? And you're trying to get rid of those things. You're like David says, oh God have mercy upon me. He sees his heart as a diary, but also he sees his heart as dirty. Verse number two. Wash me thoroughly. Say that again. Y'all said it. You, you hear thoroughly? That's not thoroughly. I heard so many people say that so many times. That's not what the Bible. That's not what it says here. It says wash me thoroughly. Thoroughly means you. you wash somebody on the outside. That means you wash them thoroughly. But thoroughly is saying I want you to wash me not only outside. I want you to go all the way through me and cleanse me on the inside. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. Verse number 7 says, Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. David sees his heart the way America should see their heart this morning. He saw his heart as being dirty. He was in need of a washing before God. And there are Christians that go through church Sunday morning, every Sunday morning with a dirty heart and leave with the same dirty heart. Let me tell you what, if during this uh, coronavirus and this pandemic that we're going through, we wash our hands over and over. If we washed our heart as much as we wash our hands, we'll have a revival. If we washed, if Christians was to wash their heart as much as they washed their hands, we'll see the church full today. Amen. Wash me. Paul said that sin by the commandment might become exceedingly sinful. I mean, you know, you don't have to be around something dirty to become dirty. Let me say that again. Get your pen out, write it down. You do not have to be around something dirty to become dirty. Back when I was a kid, uh, we lived on a dirt road. That dirt road must have been 150 miles long. It seemed like it. I couldn't see the road, the hardtop, from the house. But if you ever lived on a dirt road, you know that you can get up in the morning, clean your house, and by 12 o'clock, It's dirty. It ain't done nothing. It ain't gone nowhere. It's just getting dirty. You can go outside. You can get up in the morning. You can take a bath. You go outside and you don't do nothing. You don't do nothing. Go nowhere. Do anything. And come back in the house and take another bath. And it looks like you're melting away with dirt that's on you. You ain't got to do nothing to get dirty. Amen. You ain't got to do nothing to be dirty. It's there. In fact, that is the nature of mankind. We're always going to lean towards filth. We're always going to lean towards the dirt in this world. That's the makeup of man. We're going to do that. You ain't got to do nothing. You ain't got to be around anybody to become dirty. People want their hands clean today. I've got. Well, I've washed my hands over and over and over. I don't know if they've got much skin left. But they'll walk around with a dirty heart before God. He says, I've got a dirty heart. And Lot told, He vexed his righteous soul in seeing the things that he saw just by looking. Just by seeing the things that he saw, he vexed his soul, the righteousness of his soul. May we look to God. And say, Lord, I am, I am in need of a cleansing today. I need to be cleansed. I, my heart needs to be right. i see seen my heart as a diary. There's things written into my heart that I don't want to be there. I see the filth of my heart. I've seen what I've done. I, it's been revealed to me. You know what? Anytime God reveals sin to you, it's in your hands. Anytime God reveals the sin in your life, it's in your hands of what you're going to do with it because God has already laid out the punishment for that sin. But he gives you an option to get out of that sin by coming to him and saying, plead your place. Have mercy upon me, O oh God. God is saying, sin is in your hands right now. America, sin is in your hand right now. You either wash your hand or wash your heart. Amen. Amen. David said, my heart is dirty. Then David said, you know, he sees his heart as a disease. In verse 2, he says, wash me throughly from my iniquity. Now, don't, don't miss this. You would think he's saying the same thing twice, but he's not. And cleanse me from my sin. Verse 7, he says, purge me with hyssop. And I shall be clean. Listen, a washing happens on the outside. It happens on the outside. Every one of us take baths. It's a washing on the outside. But a cleansing is on the inside. He said, wash me on the outside. But he said, really, I need a cleansing. I need to get down to the core of my heart. I'm sick and there's a disease that is called sin. And David said, basically saying, my sin is eating away at me. I need a cleansing. I need something to get a hold of me and get rid of this disease in my heart. He said, it's like a cancer. I can't get away from it. I can't get better. It's just like leprosy. Leprosy starts on the inside and you never know you have it. Nobody can look at you and say you got leprosy at the very beginning stage. Nobody can look at anybody and say you got sin in the very beginning stage. But let me just say this. Leprosy never stays on the inside. It works its way to the outside. And let me tell you what sin does the same thing. It starts on the inside. It starts in your mind. It starts in your eyes. It starts in your heart. And nobody can see it. But eventually it will work its way on the outside where the whole world can see it but God knew it from the very beginning he says I need a cleansing I need you to get down to the core of my heart I've got a disease there that needs to be washed out America's got a disease that needs to be washed out and it's going to take them to getting back on their knees and praying to God and saying, God, it's not my hands that's dirty, it's my heart that's dirty. I need you to wash my heart. I need you to cleanse my heart. I need for you to get a hold of me. What David is saying, God, cleanse me, wash me, renew me. Wash me. Let's rewind now. Let's go right back to the very beginning where I just started. We've seen the dark side. we see the, 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 the ugly side, the filthy side. And if we left it, if David left it right there for us, we would say ourselves, there's no hope. There's no way I can make it. There's no way out. But David doesn't leave us like that. God will never leave you like that. God will show you something that should not be in your life and every time he shows you something he says, now if you do this it becomes right. So David sees his heart as a diary. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy lovingness and according to the multitude of thy tender mercies blot out my transgressions. Verse 9, it says, hide thy face from my sins and blot out my iniquities. I don't know if you know anything about classification documents, classified documents. I've seen a few in the military. There's some things on those documents that you are not allowed to see, no matter what your security code is. You can't see it. I've seen some of the JFK documents that was classified and they will show you that document and when you read that document there's things on there that's blotted out that you cannot see who it is, who it's talking about or what it said, you can't see it. It is blotted out. You're like reading a letter that has different things blotted out. You, can't, you, don't, you don't make heads or tails of it. That's what David is saying. Lord... My heart is like a diary. It it happened in the Russian Russian impeachment trial. They they blotted out, and all that stuff, said, hey, you ain't allowed to see that. You ain't supposed to know that. So we're just going to blot it out. And what he's asking God is God the same thing, look God, you see my heart, you see my heart in my diary it's laziness, but God I want you to I want you to get in there, and I want you to take that and I want you to blot it out well I can't see it no more, and not only can I not see it anymore when you blot it out God I, I know that you're not going to see it anymore. David said, God, I need you to get a hold of me. I need you to get down inside and not just wash me and not just cleanse me, but blot out my transgression. Blot out my iniquities. I don't want to see it no more. And if I can't see it, you can't see it, then we're in the right fellowship. Do away with my laziness. Do away with my lust. Do away with my adultery, my murder, my hypocrisy. Do away with all that. Write it and blot it out that I cannot see it anymore. It needs to go away. Bible says if we confess our sins, He just faithful to forgive us our sins. He cleanses us by the blood. The blood of Jesus Christ. We're clean. Our sins are blotted out by the blood. And David said Lord God you've got to blot my sins out I don't like what I see in my diary I don't like what I see in my heart I don't like the things that's going on in my life I don't like it blotted out Lord he sees his heart as a diary he sees his heart dirty in verse number 2 again wash me throughly not thoroughly, throughly go from the inside out, outside in and go through me Lord from my iniquities and cleanse me For my sin. Verse 7, wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. That that word wash is more than just taking soap and water like we do, and taking dawn or uh, whatever soap you use, and and you just wash yourself. That, That word wash goes a lot deeper than that. It goes back to the root of fuller soap. In the Bible, you you fuller you have a fuller, and that they had something to do with the garments. When something has a spot on it, and something has a stain on it, they'll, they'll take it to a fuller, and that fuller would take that garment and it puts uh, uh, chemicals on it. To, and what they would do, uh, they'll try to get that uh, uh, spot out, that stain out. And it, no matter how long, or no matter what extreme they have to go through, they'll kick on it, they'll stomp on it, they'll beat against the rocks. Uh, they do what they have to do to make that garment spotless again no matter what they have to do they'll make it white again listen if you had a garment that was important to you you wouldn't care what extremes they had to go through to make it cleanse again to make it white again you know, some people don't like a real washing because it gets down to the core. Because real washing will cause you pain. It's not like a little dab, do you? You just kind of wash off a little bit. That real washing is going to cause you some pain. It's going to get you into a rocky place. It's going to hurt for a while. And what God is saying, I need to wash you. I need to wash you like a fuller does. But if you want to get clean bad enough, it won't matter what extreme they have to go through to get your garment white again. He sees his heart as a diary. He sees his heart as being dirty. Then he sees his heart as being diseased. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity. And cleanse me from my sin. I didn't really get a hold of that until I went to the parable verse down to number 7 and read that again. Purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean. We know in the Bible hyssop is a plant. It was used for medical purposes and for those that were hurting deep down inside. Those who had pain, sore throat, all these things. The hyssop plant was used for medicine. And for those that uh, was hurting for a stomach problem that was ailing, they would take that grind, that hyssop plant up, and put it with some liquid, and you would drink it. And what it does, it gets down inside you and start cleaning you out and start helping you. It makes you feel better. It takes away the pain. That's not the only th- thing the hyssop plant was used for. We read in the Bible it was used in the temple, the tabernacle. It was dipped in the blood and sprinkled on the tabernacle to cleanse it. But I got to thinking about it. I need a cleansing. You need a cleansing. What good could that plant do me? I don't even think we got them anywhere. I don't think I can't go to the store and buy one. I've never heard of them. I I don't think I can get on a ship and go to Israel and bring back a couple of dozen of them. But I got to thinking about it if I need a cleansing on the inside. If my heart needs to be cleansed and your heart needs to be cleansed. We have a heart to heart with God, then God has made a way for us to get cleansed. In John chapter 19, we all know that Christ is dying on the cross in John chapter 19. He is suffering for mankind. And Bible says after this Jesus knowing that all things were accomplished that the scriptures may be fulfilled, he said, I thirst now there was set a vessel of vinegar and they filled a sponge with vinegar and put it upon a hyssop and out to his mouth when Jesus therefore had received the vinegar he said it is finished do you realize if you want a deep Cleansing. if you want your heart to be cleansed from all the disease in this world and all the disease and the sins of this world and you want your heart to be right with God you want that right fellowship with God you've got to go back to the hyssop plant and that's tied to the cross of Calvary And let me just say this Jesus died for all sin Uh, he's washed us clean with his blood we are being cleansed from the inside not on the outside but from the inside every stain for everybody the sin has been cleansed he said it is finished Jesus was cleansing the hearts for all of mankind all of mankind once and for all he doesn't have to come back and die again he doesn't have to be beaten again I received the hyssop plant. I received the cross. I've been cleansed. I've had a heart to heart with God. I've been washed whiter than snow. I am purified. I am the eyes of my father and he sees his son. The blood covers my sins. I am washed. I am cleansed. I have that deep cleansing and let me just tell you what. It feels good. America. And a cleansing. We want this virus to go away. We want this virus to up and be gone. But let me tell you what, until America drops on their knees and search God and find God and get their hearts right with God, this disease is not going anywhere. We're going to be just like this and in months to come. We've got to get back to God. He's the only one that can cleanse from sin. You may be saying my heart ain't been right. My heart's like David's heart. I've I got some things in my heart that, God, I need you to get blotted out. I need a deep cleansing. and I, I don't care, Lord. I, I, I love the garment. And in whatever extremes it may take, Lord, take me to the extremes. Uh, if you have to put me in a dark place, if you have to put me in a storm, if you have to put me in a valley, but well, wash me clean, wash me thoroughly, wash me thoroughly. Just don't leave me blotted in my sins and dying. Blot my sins out. I, I pray that we like David. Lord, I stand before you broken. I stand before you, my heart is where it shouldn't be. But I understand who you are. I understand what you can do. Cleanse me. Make me whole. Wash me. That i be whiter than snow. And you know what? David was cleansed. David was washed. Now he had consequences for his sin. Don't get me wrong, because you do sin, you don't think there's no consequences. There's consequences for your sin. But your heart, your heart is what God looks at. He doesn't see his sin anymore, but David has to pay the consequences. You and I, our sins have been blotted out, but we pay the consequences. And that's what God's saying. You know what? I'll stand beside you. Even in the consequences of your sins, I'll stand beside you. Wash me, cleanse me, make me whole.